today the book of John. John chapter 1 and verse 1. Praise God. Um, as you'll note in the Word, we could have gone to the very beginning of the Bible and found this theme. But I like the way John reaches back and grabs a hold of something powerful in terms of the beginning. Praise God. Let's read it together. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. And then there's much that goes on to describe that Word becoming flesh. Praise God. Jesus Christ, full of grace and truth. Thank the Lord. I'm thankful that we know that power and that blessing because this is a beginning. It's an ending and a beginning. And I'm thankful that Jesus declared himself to be the beginning and the ending, the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Praise God. That's why you can have confidence in him. That's why you can trust his word. That's why you can believe it. That's why you can obey it. Because it works. Praise God. It is fulfilled. And his promise comes to pass. Thank the Lord. And he is the beginning. And he is the ending. Praise God. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Now, the creation story, uh, of course, we know to be powerful there. Uh, as well, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he spoke it all into existence. He created something out of nothing. That sounds like some people's arguments, doesn't it? But the Lord, the Lord did something so much more powerful. Amen. And did a tremendous work. Now, faith steps in and helps us to look back and helps us to look forward. There's some, some amazing things, Brother Perkins, that uh, the Webb Telescope is revealing and showing and, and so on. The Hubble Telescope before that, uh, the exploratory probes that were sent out uh, traveling thousands and thousands of miles just in our solar system and uh, revealing some things. You probably uh, click on some of those pictures, and I, I was amazed to see uh, pictures of Io, the moon, and, and an eruption that was going on, uh, and uh, the, the surface of that moon covered with volcanoes. Just uh, incredible stuff. But our God just spoke it into existence, and he said, let there be light. Praise God. And I'm thankful that his word was fulfilled. And so when we read in Hebrews 11 and 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. My understanding doesn't have to grasp how there is north and south, how there is an axis on each of those planets, how there's an orbit around uh, the star that we call our sun, 
and how that all happens. Uh, there are planets that have been discovered uh, almost 100 years ago, and they haven't even made one orbit around the sun as yet. It's amazing, incredible. But by faith, we believe God framed that, uh, those events and, and those rotations and those orbits and so on. So that things that are made were not made out of things which do appear. God just used his power, his glory to bring it forth. And Hebrews 1 and 2 said, He made the worlds, and who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. That's a powerful word. Amen. We have rulers today. We have uh, presidents and heads of state and kings and so on who have great power in their word, but none even come close to the one we call the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm so thankful that God's word is powerful. Even those who were opposed to Jesus and his miraculous ministry, I don't know how in the world you can be opposed to someone who heals blind eyes, who raises the dead, who heals the lame and the lepers. It's just amazing. But there were those who were sent to arrest him. They came back empty-handed, but they had this statement, never a man spake like this man. Amen. And that's why they couldn't do anything. That's why they couldn't arrest him and apprehend him and bring him back to those who were in authority. They would be questioned, why did you return empty-handed? And their answer was, never a man spake like this man. Hallelujah. Thank God for the centurion who had faith to believe, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. There's something about the powerful word of God, and I'm thankful that it is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Praise God. Dividing asunder, moving into the realm of our being and being able to discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. Sometimes we don't even understand ourselves. We don't understand why depression would come. We don't understand why oppression would be there. We don't understand why these things would come and bother us. But I'm thankful we can get into the Word of God. I'm thankful we can believe what the Word of God declared. I'm thankful we can let the Word of the Lord bring forth that power. When he declared, let there be light, he spoke that word let ten more times. And every time it happened, praise God, the hand of God was displayed. The hand of the Lord was revealed. The power of God was brought forth. And that's what we put our trust in. Praise God. Oh, I think about the beginnings. I think about the celebrations. I think about Jairus and his 12-year-old daughter and how if it had been uh, happening in terms of her resurrection and how she might have gone to holiday youth convention and be able to testify, I was sick and uh, I was in a bad situation and my dad went to find Jesus of Nazareth and while he was there requesting that he come and heal me, there were those from my father's servants who approached him and said, bother not the master anymore your daughter is dead 
But that did not stop Jesus. He came all the way to my house. That daughter might testify. He laid his hands upon me. He told me to rise. And I opened my eyes again. I saw my mom and my dad. I saw Jesus and Peter, James, and John. I sat up and I put my feet on the floor. And I stood up and I walked to the table for something to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for the power of the Lord to be revealed. Hallelujah. You talk about a beginning. You talk about a celebration. You talk about fireworks should be going off. Oh, my God does a work. My God does his powerful work and makes a difference in people's lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the God I serve. That's the God I call upon. That's the God I believe in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So he knows about beginnings. He knows about celebrations. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the power of God. Amen. The widow of Nain, Lazarus, I've got to move on. Oh, my. That boy born blind. He may have been 13. He may have been 30. The Bible doesn't give his age. But Jesus came. Amen. Told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash. He's blind. How did he get there? He just knows his way around. And when he obeyed, something about obeying. Because it demonstrates faith. It's not just a... Not just a, yes, sir. No, sir. You're right, sir. No. It's, it's faith. It's reaching out. Amen. Recognizing his authority. Recognizing his power. Recognizing he is God. So he went to the pool of Siloam and washed. And he came seeing. Now again, why wasn't there celebration? This is a beginning. This is awesome. This is incredible. The boy has never had sight from his birth until now. And there are those who would question. There were those who would inquire. And they weren't doing it in a, in a friendly manner. They weren't doing it in a, in a preparation of celebration. No, they were, it was an inquisition. Now they knew, the parents knew this is their son. They knew he was born blind. But now, now he is able to see he has sight. They didn't know. And they were afraid. Now think about moms and dads. Think about that. Your child born blind and now able to see. What would your reaction be? What would your thought be? He's of age. He can speak for himself. Oh my goodness. No, 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 probably they, they had explained many, many times. Probably they had spoken for him many, many times. This is our son, and unfortunately he is blind. And, uh, and we're, we're taking care of him. We're helping him. He, and he's learning. He's very sharp. He's got good hearing. And, uh, and his tactile, his touch is, is very sensitive. He, he's got a lot of talents. But unfortunately, he was born blind. They probably explained many, many times. They probably had, uh, 
uh, you know, celebrations of his birth and so on, and could look back to the beginning and wonder, why did this happen? What did we do wrong? Why is this a punishment for us? You know, lots of things that go through our minds and our ideas and, and how things can happen. But then here they are, uh, instead of celebrating their son's deliverance, they were so fearful of being put out because of those who would bring forth their, their uh, accusations and so on. I'm so thankful we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be reaching for crowd popularity. We don't have to be uh, just so upset and so worried about people's opinions. I'm determined I'm going to be in the body of Christ. Amen. I'm going to be in the church. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to have his blessings. I'm going to enter into that heavenly realm. They said he can speak for himself. And he did. (laughs) Four times he did. I was blind and now I see. And they would come with their, you know, uh, we, we know this man is a sinner, and so on. All of these accusations, instead of celebrating a new beginning, instead of recognizing the work that the Lord did, they were trying to find fault. They were trying to detract. They were trying to pull down. And finally, the man said, this one thing I know. I was blind, and now I see. (laughs) Foolish for them to try to talk him out of it. But oh my, he stood his ground. And thank God, you can stand your ground. And all of the things that are going on in our society, and all the things that are being brought out and so on, to try to pull down your faith, to try to mock where you stand in your worship of the Lord. I'm thankful that you can stand with a beginning and under knowing that God will be there with you. Praise God. And know that the hand of the Lord that brought you forth this far is not going to fail you, not going to forsake you. It's going to move you into the new year. And you can stand faithful and sure again, knowing this one thing I know. I was lost, but the Lord saved me. I was dead in trespasses and sin, but the Lord made me alive in the power of his spirit. I carried around a burden of guilt, But the Lord washed away my sins in the waters of baptism in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank God. This one thing I know my God is real. He answers prayer. I can feel his presence. I can know his power. I can trust his word. I can walk with him in the glory of his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm thankful we can have a good start. 2023, my goodness. Amazing. I thought we'd be gone a long time ago. I thought the trumpet's going to sound. We're going to be out of here. Amen. But my God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He took care of my past. He's already in my future. And he's here with me right now. Praise God. Somebody said he's a present tense God in the tense present that we live in. Praise God. But he's the one that we put our trust in. He's the one that we rely upon. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful he's there all the way to be with us no matter where we are, in school, on our job, uh, in our homes, with our families, in our marriage, God is there. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. 
I'm thankful he's building his church. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Praise God. The power of God is going to be displayed. The blessings of the Lord are going to come forth. There's going to be the increase. There's going to be the building. There's going to be the display of his power. Amen. Because in the beginning was that word. And the word was God. Hallelujah. And we know that word became flesh. Now, logos is a Greek term that um, the philosophers felt perhaps was a bit impersonal, uh, something to be determined, to be discussed, to be debated, something that they could just banter back and forth about. But very little power to change things, no power to change lives, no, cha no, no power to make improvements to make things better. But oh, I'm thankful we know the Logos became divine expression. Ha. Huh. God's being, God's will, God's plan, God's articulated word spread forth and bring, bringing to us great power and blessing. Hallelujah. And his plan of redemption. See, that's what it was all about. The Word made flesh, dwelling among us. God manifest in the flesh, the Bible says. Seen of angels. That's the Christmas story. And his times of temptation in the wilderness. And the legions of angels that he could have called when he was on the cross. Yeah, he could have summoned them forth, but he didn't. Because he was intent on paying the price for your redemption, for your salvation, so that you could be in his presence, so that he could draw you to him. Praise God. Oh, what a great God. What incredible love that he displayed. Amen. And oh, I'm thankful we can reciprocate with that kind of love and that kind of commitment. And Lord, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk with you. It doesn't matter what obstacle comes my way. It doesn't matter what difficulty society or whoever wants to put in my path. I'm going to obey you and I'm going to walk with you, Lord, because you loved me first. And that's why I can love you back. Praise God. The power of the Lord and the blessings. See, the Bible says the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. That's God's plan. That was how he was going to fulfill it. That's why the word was made flesh. Because his plan had to be fulfilled. And thank God that blessing is there in a powerful way. A personal God who showed himself to Mary and Joseph. A personal God who revealed his power and glory to the shepherds. A personal God to reach to those wise men. All of those instances showing how glorious and powerful he was, but yet the personal display and revelation of what he desired to do. And I'm so thankful that the Lord continued that. He went to a wedding. He called fishermen. 
He taught by the Jordan, by the lake shore, in the temple. He healed the sick, the lame, the lepers, the sinners. He ate with sinners. Thank God that the power of the Lord did not hold back, but he stepped into our realm. He stepped into our situations. He moved into our circumstances, and he made a difference. There were some Greeks who came to see the Lord. They approached Philip and requested of him, Sir, we would see Jesus. Now they were familiar with the Logos. That's the Greek word for this impersonal philosophy or even religion or whatever, belief or whatever. But now they want to see Jesus. I wonder what miracles they heard about. I wonder what demonstrations they were assured that was real. Not some magician, not, 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 not some uh, just idea here of how he can work magic and so on. No, they came with the request, we would see Jesus. Praise God. Philip told Andrew. Andrew came to the Lord. What a team. Praise God. They're working together. They're not passing the buck. They're working together. I'm glad we can work together to let others know there's one that you can come to. There's one that you can call upon. Praise God. They wanted to see the one who was made flesh, the Logos that John wrote about. Praise God. They wanted to see the one who made the word of God so powerful, and not only so powerful, but so personal as well, because that's what God desires to do. That's what the Lord wants to display. Thank God. He claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. Not philosophical ideas. Not religious uh, thought that is just going to be something that the spiritually elite are going to be able to find. No, it's the way that you could walk. It's the truth that you could know. It's the life that you could live because of the power of the Lord. Praise God. And oh, thank the Lord for his blessing and his strength. Nicodemus came to the Lord by night. He came to Jesus. He recognized him as rabbi. He declared, you have come from God because of the miracles, and God is with him. You know, that, that, uh, that ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus, could have gone on about the Messiah, about Jehovah Jireh, and uh, uh, Jehovah Shalom, and all of, all of the terms and, and the recognition of God's power by his name, and so on. And he could have appreciated the fact that Jesus means God is salvation. Amen. And that perhaps is what intrigued him. That's probably what brought him to the Lord. Now, he came to the Lord at night. And uh, maybe he wanted to have this time with the Lord in secret. He didn't want others to recognize uh, him as a ruler of the Jews, talking to this one, Jesus of Nazareth. Or maybe he recognized, maybe the crowds will be dissipated by this time, and, and I'll have uh, an opportunity to visit with him one-on-one, -on -one, uh, because I, uh, I, I know there are crowds that follow him, crowds that want to be healed, crowds that need their, uh, have their situations ministered to, and so on. Whatever his motivation, he did come to the Lord. Thank God that the Lord again demonstrated his desire to have the personal relationship. That one-on-one -on -one time with him. Praise God. And uh, thank the Lord 
that uh, he came with those compliments. We know you come from God, and um, you can't do these miracles unless God is with you, and so on. The Lord didn't even reciprocate the compliments. He just started right out. You must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Nicodemus couldn't grasp it. What? How? And thankfully, the Lord didn't brush him off and say, what, you're a ruler of, uh, of the Jews and you don't know? You don't understand? I'm going to go talk to somebody else. The Lord didn't do that. No. He helped him to understand it even more. Praise God. Born of the water. Born of the Spirit. A whole new beginning. And thank God, I believe, Nicodemus not only being at the burial with uh, Joseph of Arimathea, not only being at the burial and preparing the body of Jesus Christ, but rejoicing in the resurrection, a beginning. And then rejoicing in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, a beginning, being filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Oh, my, what powerful blessings that are there. But notice how the Lord said, I say unto thee, you must be born again. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The emphasis on his word. He's the Logos. He's the word. He's the one who speaks it forth. And I'm glad we can let him have his say in our lives. Amen. We, we cherish the word. We're thankful for the word. God bless these people who stood here uh, having read through the Bible in 2022. And I believe there can be even more who would read through the Bible in 2023. His word becoming more important. His word becoming more central. His word becoming more of an emphasis we have. And letting his word be the emphasis in our lives. Praise God. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. First Peter 1 and 23. Thank God it's that word that brings us into his power and into his presence. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. And that can continue in this new year. That can be uh, even elevated and accelerated in this new year. Old things passing away. New things coming to us again and again because God can do that. God can show that kind of power. That God can demonstrate that kind of strength. And I'm thankful that beginning goes on. John wrote it there in his gospel. And you turn to 1 John chapter 1 and, uh, and verse 1. And here again is the emphasis that the apostle wants to make. He wants us to understand that that which was from the beginning, 1 John 1 and 1, which we have heard, which we have seen, with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. Praise God. He wanted the believers to understand it's real. It's real. It's powerful. It's wonderful. It's something that you could know beyond a shadow of a doubt wherever that is, and bring us into the power and the presence of God and to know it's there. It's powerful. Hallelujah. We've heard it. We've seen it. We declare it unto you. And thank the Lord there is that real 
powerful possibility of moving into the realm of God in such incredible things. You see, God inhabits eternity. We're creatures of time. We're bound by time. But God inhabits eternity. And he wants us to dwell with him. You read Isaiah 57, 15, and know that this is what God desires. The one who is high and holy. The one who lives in eternity. But he says, I want you to dwell with me. I want you to be with me. Praise God. And thank the Lord there can be that power and there can be that possibility. There can be that place that we dwell with him in the high and holy place. Praise God. That heavenly realm where we will be forever. And the word, the word, praise God, is going to be manifest in ways that we can only dream about. We can only imagine. We can only hope to understand. Praise God. But let me remind you, the one who said, let there be light. And then he used let ten more times. And that goes acts of creation. Is saying in Revelation 22 and 17, let him that is a thirst come. Drink the waters of life freely. Praise God. And oh, in eternity. It's going to continue on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it, I guess it's appropriate to say eternity can have a beginning. It will be for us. What a beginning. Praise God. With no ending. Ha! Praise God. And the waters of life. The tree of life. Oh, my. It's an incredible realm that we've got to be determined. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to fall short. I'm not going to drift away. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to continue on. Hallelujah. And know the power of the Lord to minister because he said, let. Amen. He loosed it. He made it available. It's something we can believe and rely upon and know the blessing is going to be there as well. And thank God for that beginning. Thank God for the beginning of faith and obedience in our lives and in our hearts. And thank God for a new year. Here we are, January 1st, a beginning. Praise God. And if you desire to continue to hear the Word of God, to continue to obey the Word of God, to continue to step into the realms that God has for you in this beginning, Praise God. I'd like for you to stand with me. Again, because of our, our limited comprehension, because our understanding is not infinite, because we're not able to see uh, beyond... Uh, the day that we're in. We don't even know what is going to happen this evening. We have plans, we have ideas, we have thoughts, but we don't know for sure what is going to happen. That's why we've got to hold to his unchanging hand. Amen, amen. Thank God. His nail-scarred hand. Praise God. The hand that he said, he said, no one is going to take you out of my hand. <laughs> That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Praise God. That's how I want to continue. 
Oh, my. The blessing of the Lord. Now, we're going to have communion in a few minutes. But I want you to focus your faith on the one who is going to stand by you, dwell with you, continue with you into this new year. Praise God. And I want you to respond with a dedication, with a commitment. With, with, with a consecration that says, God, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to continue with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. Praise God. Let that determination be in your heart and your life right now. Reach out to